Welcome to the Future Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop, and it's my mission to help create more female leaders in the workplace. If you're in a stage of feeling burnt out or overwhelmed, or you go through phases where you feel like sometimes I'm feeling really burnt out and other times I have a lot of energy and you're not quite sure, is it just me? Am I the problem? Or could it be something else? And I am very much looking forward to today's guest, Elizabeth Tidwell, who is going to be talking all about cycles. You're going to want to tune in to the entire episode for everything that you'll learn on this podcast if you haven't heard of the four seasons throughout your cycle. But first, before we jump in, I would love for you to join the free community where you can get additional career help and guidance and have access to all of the free things that I have to offer, as well as additional courses and things that will help you as you are working towards that next level of growth in your career. So check it out. The link will be in the show notes. All right, everyone. I have Elizabeth Tidwell with me here today as my guest. Elizabeth, welcome to the podcast. Hi. So happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. I am looking forward to today's episode. It has been a long time coming that I have wanted to interview someone around cycles. And before any male allies, you know, end this episode, I highly encourage you to get a little bit uncomfortable and tune into this episode as well. Because once you understand this topic a little bit more deeply, you can understand and help be an even bigger advocate for the women and other people who you work with. So it is a very big benefit to you to be tuning in, even though you may not be having an actual cycle. But I am excited for Elizabeth. We met through a local Facebook group here in Utah, and probably one of the only ones that I'm actively hanging out on over on Facebook. And it is such a great community of people looking to help connect other people and, you know, to say, hey, I'm looking for this service. Does anyone here locally offer that service or asking questions? It's such a cool support group here. And that's where I met Elizabeth. So again, I'm very excited to have gotten connected with Elizabeth and looking forward to hearing her expertise on this topic. Elizabeth, I'd love for you to introduce yourself professionally, personally. Tell us a little bit about your background, how you got started in the work that you're doing. First off, I am a mom. I have a daughter who's quite young, so I do both things. <laughs> and I got into cycle work. Actually, honestly, maybe a better place to start is just acknowledging that I had no idea any of this existed a few years ago. and growing up, you could not have told me that I would eventually be a menstrual cycle coach. And I certainly wouldn't have believed that. So if this is a topic that's uncomfortable for you, just know that you're not alone. Even I was there before, but there is like, I found so much value and knew I had to help other people find this value in, in the menstrual cycle, this thing that's often been overlooked. So I got into this work when I actually had an IUD in after I had had my baby. So I I wasn't cycling for a few years. Mm -hmm. And I was just starting to realize that I was kind of feeling like something was missing, which was not a feeling that I expected to have by missing out on my cycle. But it had been years. And I had just heard of the term cyclical living, which in Utah, we have pretty long, dark cold winters and I'm pretty affected by those. So the idea of cyclical living is just living in tune with the cycles around us, especially like in particular nature. So that was my very first introduction that cycles matter and aren't something that we just have to like suffer through if there's a particular season that's hard like it was for me. And so I was interested in that idea. And then at the same time, I overheard my friend in a huge Facebook group that we're both we both happen to be in. So it was kind of really synchronistic that I just overheard her recommending a book to someone else, not involving me at all. And it's called Wild Power. 
And it's all about the menstrual cycle. So it kind of was piggybacking on me awakening to the fact that I could enjoy all four seasons, even the, the times that I struggle. And that same concept applies in your menstrual cycle. That's where I first heard that in the book Wild Power. And so as soon as I finished reading that book, it totally transformed how I thought of my body. I'm sure I don't have to tell many of you that like culturally cycles are really not valued and like usually viewed as something to hide or be ashamed of. And I certainly had lots of that previously. So this was the very first time where I was reading and exposed to the idea that instead of something that we can just disregard or like opt out of, like I had with an IUD, it actually is a huge source of personal growth and insight and capacity. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was such an empowering message to me that I immediately was like, okay, I need to take out my IUD because I'm missing out on so much that my body is would normally be experiencing right now. And then my second thought was, okay, I absolutely need to share this with so many more people because it was immediately transformed my relationship with myself. So that right after that, the authors of that book, actually, they're known as Red School. It's Alexandra Pope and Shawnee Hugo Wurlitzer, and they teach people how to do this work as well. So I immediately signed up for their course and then paired it with another menstrual cycle certification course. And then launched into starting to help spread this awareness that I have found like so transformational and vital and something that so many of us just have never heard or been told about our cycles. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. Thanks so much for sharing. I think as you were kind of explaining through this, I was picturing so many of us when we're younger and we have those, what do you want to be when you grow up? And so many of the things that we are all now doing are things we may not have ever initially thought of mm -hmm. when we're young. Of course, you know, someone's not going to think, I'm going to be a menstrual coach. You know, yes. if you don't even know what that is. So it's very interesting some of the things that if we're starting to tie our identity to something when we are at such a young age, yes. we're seeing things from our own parents and the paths that they took and kind of following a similar path. And I think it's really cool when people start stepping into that curiosity. You know, for you, you saw a book recommendation and it piqued your curiosity. So you, you read it and then you got introduced to so many more things. So all of these doors opened for you. And I think that is such a cool thing. And I encourage other people who are tuning in, if you love your nine to five, I've been there myself. I loved working in the corporate world and obviously still have a huge focus on that because I'm so passionate about helping women to grow in their roles and get promoted and make more money and do what they love. And it's also saying, and you can do other things too and have other passions you don't have to only be someone who's working in the corporate world. You can also have all of these other talents and passions. And I think that that is really cool. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Well, I was curious because same thing. I got introduced to cycles in the sense of the different seasons of a cycle, probably within the last couple of years. And it really changed my mindset and my understanding of my energy levels and different things and almost giving myself a little bit more permission and the mm -hmm. way I plan my schedule is different. I'll look at my cycle and when I'm expecting to start menstruating and I have to block off a couple of days around that initially because I have such low energy and I sometimes will get migraines. And so with working through my cycle and the awareness, there's things that I've started doing to proactively start actually be proactive versus reactive. So many of us <laughs> are like, oh, it's here, you yes. know, great. Or, you know, I'm starting to feel those symptoms coming on, right? And then they're, you know, kind of almost like in that victim-like state because they think, oh my gosh, here it is. Like, now what am I going to have to deal with? Where it's so empowering to kind of turn that around and say, no, I'm in control. 
even though obviously there's different things coming up that are going to be happening that are out of our control. For example, I have a vacation coming up that was pre-planned and obviously I didn't know when I would be starting my cycle and I'm going to be dealing with that, but it's pre-planning so that I am aware and can kind of, I guess, provide a little bit more self-compassion or have some of these different remedies that are helping to alleviate some of that pain or discomfort or any of those symptoms. So I'd love to hear from you, Elizabeth, on what these different cycles are. If someone tuning in is like, what do you mean? You know, you're not alone. It's not been long for either of us, it sounds like, to be getting introduced to that. So please feel free to share as much as you'd like around the different seasons of a cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this was actually the inner seasons framework comparing your menstrual cycle phases to the outer seasons was coined in that book, Wild Power by Alexander Pope and Shawnee Hugo Wurlitzer, my mentors. And that, that book was only published a handful of years ago. So this, yeah, this is new stuff. It is not widespread. So it's not surprising <laughs> that it's new. But what I love about it is it takes uh, the female hormonal pattern of the full month and gives us this intuitive framework to understand because we intuitively understand how autumn feels different than winter and how spring feels different than summer, that kind of thing. And that whole framework like brilliantly overlays with your actual natural hormonal pattern over the month as well. So your the beginning of your cycle, your menstrual cycle, is day one of your period. And that is the winter phase. So that is, again, intuitively, we understand winter is a time of hibernation. It's a time of like much less low production. Think about like trees. They are bare. They're not it, from the outside. They're just resting. They're not doing anything, right? It's hibernation. It's low energy. Yeah. This is also a really great time for, I mean, the the perfect time for rest, but also a really great time to awaken like your intuition and like turn inward. Again, think about what nature is doing in winter. It's burrowing. It's like getting close with just like, you know, a single animal or like a small pack or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's not out and about. It is small hibernating, just like you intuitively feel the need to do often around your period. And then after your period, the next phase of the seasonal cycle is spring, and that is also mir mirrored in your cycle. So when your estrogen starts to rise in that first half of your cycle coincides with your inner spring, which it's springtime. This is when the flowers just barely start to emerge. This is when we start to feel new life, and it's like this optimistic time and you just start feeling more awake. You're you're coming out of your inner winter. So you're starting to feel like, oh, I can take on more things and like go out and start doing things. It's a really great time for initiation and starting like new projects and that kind of thing. Again, just mirroring that spring energy. And then you move into ovulation, which is your inner summer, which is when estrogen is the highest. And this hormone Maisie Hill in her book, Period Power, calls this the Beyonce hormone, which I love. I feel like it perfectly encapsulates estrogen because with estrogen at its peak at ovulation, you like really come out and shine. You are more social. You are more, you have way more energy. You literally physically appear more attractive because this is the time in our cycle where we're fertile. And so your body is like working behind the scenes always. The whole menstrual cycle is always geared around, you know, trying to get pregnant. So that is when you're fertile. So that is when you're ready to show up, be social, go out, stay out longer. Again, think about the long hours of the day in summertime. We pack our summers full of fun activities and not just like drudgery, right? This is the fun part. So we mirror that in our own bodies every month at ovulation. And then after that energy wanes, you can start feeling this downshifting into your luteal phase or the inner autumn. And again, this is when we want to be like cozy. We want to stay inside more. We want to just like shift away and recover from how much we did over the summer. If you think about like the harvest cycle, 
or like trees and production and stuff like that. This is when you're harvesting the stuff that you did that was produced in your garden in summer. So we're preparing for winter. This is a really great time in your cycle where you can like refine stuff. You have like a really good eye to see through like bullshit. I thought I, I call this the like no bullshit phase because mm -hmm. it's just like you have a capacity to fine tune stuff and look at details again because it's in preparation and evaluation of what's come before and what you need to prepare for for your upcoming winter and then the cycle starts all over again as soon as your inner winter comes again at your period so that was like a very quick rundown but i love it because we know what the seasons outside in nature feel like and like the characteristics of them so it's so much easier to then take this something that can be like really overwhelming i mean hormones are there's so many and they're very complex so it breaks it down into this really intuitive understanding of what your own body goes through energetically and physically every single month yeah thank you so much for breaking that down and for anyone tuning in i think it is kind of that empowering awareness you know if you start to lean into this I know for me instead of right viewing it as this negative thing that happens to me once per month or you know I have to dread it happening and different things like that what can we do to help prepare for it and what can that look like when we are a little bit more tuned in I I have felt such a shift in so many things and it's because I'm aware of where I'm at in my cycle. And when I've gone to events, I typically would say I'm pretty extroverted. Mm -hmm. But there are sometimes when I've gone to events where I'm like, mm, I don't really want to talk to people. And then yeah. I start to think, oh, gosh, what's wrong with me? Am I just like, mm -hmm. you know, being a quote unquote bitch today, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I try to like put on this fake face and yes. like go try to have conversations. And then I, I leave that party feeling like, oh my gosh, I didn't even feel like I was being that authentic. And then once I start having that reflection, I'm like, oh my gosh, it was because I was either in my fall or really like actually in that winter phase and giving myself that permission so now when I go to events, even with like my male counterparts and and other guys who I am associated with, I'll tell them when they because they've seen me at my peak mm -hmm. summer where I'm the life of the party and yes. having time and Nicole, you know, is going to say yes to all the things. And then when I'm a little bit less energy, I don't want to be perceived or judged or what have you. And I simply say, hey. I don't have as high of energy today as I'll even say from this event. So yeah. just calling it out there that like that's probably <laughs> not going to happen today. And I don't have to be like, hey, I'm on my period right now. So like that's just like normally people don't really talk about those kind of things. And yeah. it's a little bit like hush hush. Obviously with women, it's a little bit different, but I can communicate it in a way to the, the male counterparts who I'm, you know, associating with in a way that they understand yes. that. And it's interesting because in the workplace, again, thinking of all of the things I used to more confidently raise my hand for a project when I was in that summer phase, take on so much more work. I said yes to so many more things. And then I head into fall and I start doing that, like analyzing, like you yes. mentioned, and I've heard like, don't make big life decisions in your mm -hmm. fall. Yes. Like I've been my poor husband some days, you know, and my <laughs> I just get a little bit irrational sometimes. But yeah, like in my work, I do the same thing. And, you know, transitioning into the work that I'm doing now and work that I did in the corporate world, even at my peak of the great things I was doing in my fall phase, I would go through that self-doubt and mm -hmm why did I say yes to this project, you know, a couple weeks ago? And I wasn't aware, oh, I was in my summer yes. and I'll get back there again. Like yes. in a fall, I'm going to head into my winter. I need a little bit more rest and then I can get back into these things and that rest is okay. But we've been talking about this, this cycle. It's 
I think the easiest way for me to have understood it initially was when people started saying, and that it just started to click for me, that when you think of the typical male, it's like the sun, right? It rises mm-hmm. and sets every single day, whereas the moon cycles through all of the different phases, right? Full moon, half moon, crescent, no mm-hmm. moon, right? Like that is more of the feminine energy. And so when we're in this corporate kind of world that was built around the sun kind of energy, it can be really interesting and difficult for women to manage. And that's why I think women are so powerful and amazing. And why, of course, it's an uphill battle on so many of the things we do because we are simply cyclical and the world was not built way for that. Yes. I have like so many things. (laughs) Perfect. I'm going to start with two. The first one, I really love how you said just the awareness helps you stop thinking something's wrong with you, right? And stop expecting yourself to show up like the sun or like the male hormonal pattern that everything was built off of the same every single day. We just weren't built that way. And that doesn't mean anything is wrong with us. But somehow we've all kind of been told and absorbed the message that it's an individual problem with us if we don't show up consistently, especially in in places like the workplace, because that's just the expectation because we didn't know. And that's nobody's fault, like nobody's individual fault. So I love that you're just saying like the awareness and starting to build awareness with those around you as well as in yourself, because that builds such self-compassion. So if you had no idea that where you are in your cycle, like, of course, you're not going to take that into consideration. And of course, you're going to like way overcommit to things in your inner summer. And then when you've got a deadline in two weeks, that means you're going to be on your period. So like pay attention to that. Um, The other thing I really wanted to talk about was your inner autumn, because yes, I feel like this is the most undervalued and most misunderstood phase because like you were saying, like, oh, I just get really illogical in that phase. I feel like this is like it was transformational for me to realize this. Your inner autumn is really excellent at pointing out problems. It is terrible at finding solutions. That is not its job, but it will try. Like it will try to give you solutions, but they're usually very extreme and don't actually solve the problem in like, mm-hmm. like they, it makes you usually in my inner autumn, I feel like there's only one way to solve the problem. And it's usually a huge, massive action that throws the baby out with the bathwater every single time. This is when we want to quit huge projects because like, this is when we're feeling critical of them or things aren't quite like clicking just yet. Like this is when we want to like get a divorce. This is when we want like find a whole different job. Like there's so many things that come up in your inner autumn because that is the home of the inner critic. So that's its actual superpower. But we just haven't figured out how to like use that as our ally. And instead we, and also again, like culturally, it gets such a bad rap because nobody views that as a superpower when it's really like, this is an excellent time for evaluation. This is an excellent time for you to be like, stick your hand up in a meeting and be like, listen, we've all missed, but there's this big problem and we need to talk about it now. You like have the capacity better than at any other time in your cycle at that point to see those problems. So the issue usually is that we also at that point in our cycle care less about how we deliver the message, but that doesn't undermine the message itself. So we like, if we can have this awareness, We can start building the capacity to like work on the how of our delivery, but not throw out the what that we're pointing to. That's so important. And like, imagine that. Imagine if you had somebody on your team that has this perfectly attuned critical eye every month for like a solid week or or so. You would want their eyes at that point in their cycle on your project every time before it goes live, before you publish it, before whatever. And it's like, Yes, that's a huge benefit in every workplace and in everybody's lives. So I always love to say, like, do not just like 
totally dismiss out of hand. We hear at this point in our cycle all the time, oh, it's just hormones. And so what we do with that is just entirely dismiss everything somebody just said at this point in their phase because it sounded, you know, harsh or whatever, or because it was trying to give a solution that was way too extreme. But instead, if we can be like, okay, yes, it is hormones, but those hormones are helpful, not something to totally dismiss. So how do I zero in on what the most important bit here is? Because that is still valuable, even if like the delivery wasn't excellent, you know? So having this awareness is the very first step to start to notice how the particular phases show up for you uniquely. Like, I don't know, the more that you like start tracking your cycle and you have this awareness of how the seasons show up for you, the better able you are going to be to start catering to that in the workplace and in your life in general, because they, they they can be a little bit different person to person. But you start you start noticing for you how they show up. It's like we travel the same thing, but the expression of it sometimes is different in different people. So like. Somebody may be even more harsh than somebody else, but it's like you see the patterns, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I feel like that is such an important message that, especially in the workplace, gets super undervalued, but it is actually something that every workplace needs, is this really highly attuned critical eye to make every single project and workplace better. That's its role, is it's actually improving things if we give it the space and like respect that this phase of the cycle absolutely deserves. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think as well, that's kind of often when women might be referred to as crazy or uh-huh. you're thinking irrationally or right. These additional labels. Maybe we think that ourselves when we mm-hmm. start to have these thoughts come to our minds and we think, oh my gosh, what is happening? Like, am I going insane? And then we think, oh, my period's coming up. So like you mentioned, we kind of dismiss any of those things. Whereas like you're mentioning, when we have the awareness of, oh, that thought's coming to my mind, I'm in my fall or I'm in my inner autumn. What do I want to take from this? And I want to be slow to potentially, you know, make decisions or those reactions, like you said, it's so helpful to have the awareness of, okay, this is coming up for me. I'm definitely going to want to deal with it. And I think it's so great that you mentioned as well of in the workplace, those potential problems that could come up with something, it sounds like would be really great to have someone in this phase of a cycle, be able to review certain things because Mm -hmm. you just have that different eye, like you mentioned, and thinking through some of these different processes, procedures, whatever is going to be potentially rolled out to an entire customer base or mm-hmm. whatever that might look like. And again, utilizing these things to our benefit. When am I, when am I, you know, really in such a good energy? And when am I doing my best work? Yes. Uh, there are things that I shift to my, you know, autumn or winter that might be a little bit more kind of easy to do work. You know, I might be Mm -hmm. editing more podcast episodes during that time because I didn't have to have the energy to be on in the moment. I'm, you know, I can take the breaks and pause and come back to the work and pick up exactly where I left off. Sometimes that's not when I'm doing my most creative work. And so I have to be mindful of, okay, if I'm agreeing to do certain talks or recording content, especially. It's so funny. I recorded some videos and I had pre-scheduled it. It happened to be the only weekend that my um, in-laws could help. And my husband was taking my my oldest daughter at the time up there. And it was, I think maybe day one or day two of my cycle. And I was like already starting to get a migraine but I had to record all of these videos and I was like staring into the green dot on my laptop and trying to be a little bit lively. And I had people commenting like, you're you're not smiling very much. <laughs> and it's just interesting because I'm like, yeah, I can't mm-hmm. believe now, obviously looking back, I know better, but in the moment I thought, you know, I'm just going to push through it and it's still going to be yeah. great. 
When in reality, could I have figured something out to push it back another maybe week and a half to be in my summer and be in such a better space energetically to actually get that work done and have it come across in that video content? Yeah. So what I love about knowing this, and again, it would be absolutely wonderful if every one of us could entirely plan every minute of every day around our cycle phases. That would be ideal and wonderful. And everyone around us helped make that happen. (laughs) However, like we get it. That's not available to all of us. Especially like, again, in a in a workplace where you're there's certain expectations, that kind of thing, or even like tasks that have to be done. What I love is that usually there are ways to schedule around your your cycle, knowing when you're going to be most capable of certain things or like you can like you're saying, like just plan ahead a little bit to capitalize on what type of work is most easy, like is most attainable, like you have the most capacity for. But when that's not a possibility, because sometimes it's not, knowing where you're at in your cycle can at least help you, like in the larger context, support yourself. So maybe if you still have to do those videos, you can make sure that you've gotten a lot of rest the night before Mm -hmm. you can make sure that like you have eaten a really good breakfast you know what I mean instead of rush through the day when we're on our periods and we're trying to make sure that we have something high quality output because Mm -hmm. we have to just building so much buffering around it make sure as much as possible if you have to do this one thing you just do that one thing and then prioritize rest again afterwards so It's really beneficial to make changes when possible, but when not possible, make changes in how you support yourself around it. I think that's like pretty revolutionary to realize that it's like sometimes we just don't realize we have choices in a lot of things, especially in the workplace. But sometimes you can just be like, hey, can I push this project back a week? Is there or is there something else we can do in the meantime? to swap this out because I will be better able to accomplish this next week. And like you get more efficient when you're working with your phases. It's actually like way more efficient for your business and for your tasks to capitalize on these phases. But again, when you can't be able to buffer, be able to start knowing what kinds of things will help you recover faster knowing that you will need to recover instead of just ignoring it completely. And then this is this is usually how we get a whole bunch of menstrual cycle problems coming up is like mm-hmm. because we ignore our bodies and just push through whatever the phase it's in and demand it conform to us, whereas it's really here to support us. And we just usually don't realize how much we can accommodate that in so many aspects of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, starting with awareness was the biggest game changer for me and trying not to get so overwhelmed by all of the different phases. And if I was then kind of shaming myself, if I was going into that winter phase that had this long to-do list of things that I needed to get done, my to-do list takes a lot longer in my fall winter than I might be able to get it done in hours in Mm -hmm. summer. And so like you're mentioning with the workplace, I think it's important to recognize, you know, what is kind of that bare minimum expectations of you in the workplace? Because likely if you're an overachiever, you're ambitious, you're driven, you're probably taking on so much more. Mm -hmm. And then recognizing the times when you need to kind of slow it down a little bit. And if you feel like, right? You're taking on so many things because you're saying yes to a lot of stuff within that summer phase. And then you're recognizing I don't have enough time to be able to get all these things done efficiently with my energy levels and everything that's coming up for me. Then, you know, how do we have those conversations? And I think it is that, you know, awareness to start with and then conversations with your leader to say, hey, my energy levels are a little bit low lower right now. 
typically I would anticipate, right, especially if you have a female leader, it's a little bit more easy to Mm -hmm. kind of ease into that. But even with our male leaders, they know the good work that you've done. And I still go through these same patterns. So when I'm saying this, it's because I actually live this every day. I still have a position that I work super part time for an organization. And there will be times where I'm on top of every email and on top of all <laughs> of the things. And then there is times where, hey, like I'm going on this little bit of a lull and my boss will be like, hey, you haven't replied to this email for a couple of days. And I'm like, huh? Yes, I'll get back on top of it, you know. So he knows my good work that I do. And so the times where I'm maybe not performing at my best or being as responsive, it's not that judgment of, oh, she's actually not good at what she does. You know, she's just having these ebbs and flows. Yeah. Her month of a cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would actually like future planning, I would love to go into companies and help them do like and do some trainings on this so that everyone, regardless of if you have a cycle or not, understands that like this is the nature of so many of us yeah. and it's so valuable to everyone. I I love like, again, it, it depends on your relationship, your history, your who is who you're working with I get that but I also really want to just like nudge everybody to remember that being more open with where you are in your cycle in your personal life and the people around you is such a ripple effect because like my husband absolutely I tell him all the time where I'm at my cycle and why that means what I'm like yeah what I'm journeying right so I don't think it would face him at all if some of the women he worked with were like, hey, can I actually do that next week? That's not a great time in my cycle. You don't have to even say anything beyond that. But just being like, listen, I we have cycles and that does impact what capacities and superpowers and that kind of abilities we have. It impacts how we show up. And so, you know, like, how can we navigate this? And you don't have to like bring it up every single day, but just like slowly building this awareness with the people in your own lives that are close and easy, right? And you're comfortable with is really great practice to then build that muscle to be able to speak up like in a professional setting or again, on the other side, helps them as the recipients then be aware of it in everyone else that they're around. And I think it's going to take all of us to build this more cycle aware society that we all need because like you can easily see so many of us are burning out because we're trying to like fit ourselves into this box of the nine to five that's based on that male hormonal pattern and that's just not how we were made and we don't have to be that way because we're not that way so we're not there yet but the ripple effects will help us like slowly start to change corporate culture and like entrepreneurial culture to help us recognize that just because that's the expectation doesn't mean that's the reality of what everybody's capacity is. And that opens up better support for everyone. Cycles or not, regarding your menstrual cycle or not, like if you just have an eye to how can I support the people around me with where they're at? Yes. Like that is just such a more healthy and realistic and like supportive work environment that that I, I super hope we keep seeing more more growth in that area. I love when I hear about companies who really invest in their employees because I'm like, that's we're all humans and mm-hmm. we all have things going on every single day for us, no matter what it is. And this is such a concrete way to start opening everybody's eyes to everybody's journeying something. And it's different from day to day. Yes, I agree. I think it would be amazing to have a world where organizations, you know, worked a little bit differently with, you know, people who are cycling and people who aren't and recognizing, Mm -hmm. hey, what kind of work can we provide rather than trying to fit everyone into these boxes. And so often we get that kind of immediate perception created if we are in a meeting and we are in this fall and 
let's say we were a little bit extra critical on something that needed to be changed, right? And so we were a little bit more critical because we were in that phase and some other leader hears about how critical we were. And then there's that perception of us, like in that Mm -hmm. one instance where that one moment doesn't represent, you know, who we are throughout the rest of our cycle. And I see those stigmas, you know, happen on women uh, so often. And maybe again, if I'm in my winter, I'm probably, maybe I'm not going to have my camera on for my yeah. Zoom because I'm putting a heat pad on my back mm-hmm. or I didn't feel like putting makeup on or, you know, and I don't want to be perceived as, oh, she didn't get ready today. Therefore, mm-hmm. right. Insert, yes. you know, yeah. judgment. And so again, that kind of male pattern is what's built around the corporate world and why they typically, you know, stand out a little bit more easily. And that sometimes women have a little bit harder times to stand out because of those ebbs and flows. So I love that we've And because, yeah, because we also just expect that women show up every single day in our ovulatory abilities. Like that is the expectation, but that is a small window in a big context of a full cycle. And it's like super, you can't be held to that standard because it's, that's just not the capacity that you have in all the other phases. And that does Mm -hmm. not mean that the other ones are not important. They just have different capacities that are just as valuable. And I would love to see that understanding grow and the culture around that start to shift because that would make such a difference to everybody like cycler or not like such a difference yes i wholeheartedly agree well you had mentioned burnout and i'd love to have you share some advice on is it possible to use our cycles to our advantage to help us avoid that burnout what advice would you have yeah definitely I think for sure that understanding of these cycles, the reason we have burnout is because we are expected to perform at ovulation peak every single day and on the male pattern. So if we realize that we can step out of those, build this awareness and utilize the cycle every single phase instead of just we're on our period and we're resting or we're not. You just have different capacities. So again, you get burnt out when you expect to like rev your engine at capacity every single day. Of course, nobody can sustain that. And again, we've already mentioned some of the major other like institutional hurdles and cultural hurdles that women also have too. So it's like we have just, it it wasn't built for us. It wasn't (laughs) built for us. So if you use your cycle, The best and most immediate thing you can do, even if you still like if if it takes you a while to really come into embodying living with your cycle, which it will. It's always a process. And every single cycle is going to be different. Life varies. But I feel like the fastest way is to make sure to prioritize rest at menstruation. Mm-hmm. Because that is the natural phase. Again, think about what happens in in winter in nature, hibernation, trees are bare. They're not putting out anything because they must rest if they want to produce fruit in the summer. Mm -hmm. Remember it that way. Like if I want to be able to produce, then I have to rest. Right. And we, we see that. I mean, like every day you have to sleep. Everybody has to sleep. So we also have, so we have our circadian rhythm. We also have the infradian rhythm, the, the, the larger cycle. And it's another chance for a little bit more extended rest. So it's deeper rest. It's not just physical rest. It's like taking a step away from some of these expectations and the pressures, right? If we can deliver that to ourselves and guard our menstrual time as like, hey, this is very important that I rest and move slowly and accommodate that as best as I can then that will set up the rest of your cycle to be much more balanced and have the ability to to produce the way that you like hope to and want to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I love that because when you're talking about that, I'm thinking of, you know, these extreme highs and lows 
that we can go through in emotions, you know, within our cycles, within workplace, just feeling like it's all over the place. And the more that you lean into these cycles, I've just felt so much more of this kind of even flow. And when I recognize, it's always saying, oh, we've got to give ourselves a little grace, but what does that really look like? Or we have to do all of these things. We have a to-do list, again, that's a mile long and we Mm -hmm. need to get it done. And that's when it's relying on other things. Could we hire a service to help us? Could we provide, maybe that's like asking some younger kids in your neighborhood to come out and help with some yard work and you give them some cash or thinking, recognizing you don't have to do it all and that's okay. And for me as like some, like I'm a recovering perfectionist and I am very much like an all or nothing kind of person that I'm, I'm working through as well. And so it's one of those things that, yeah, as I'm heading into that phase of winter and I'm recognizing that like when you think all the caffeine you're drinking and it's not doing anything for you, instead of going out and getting more caffeine, right? It's mm-hmm. where am I at in my cycle? And if nothing else from this episode that people simply start thinking, where am I at in my cycle? Yes. And with, again, male allies who are tuning in, when they're seeing these signs within their female counterparts, when they're seeing this within their own spouses and friends, what, like, how can you be supportive? Hey, when is your cycle starting? When, and, and having some awareness around that as well so that you can be a support. If they're being extra critical and you're like, what the heck? Just last week, things were great. What is happening? Right? Your your partner might be in her in her autumn and and maybe there's a little bit more grace that can be given obviously like not just totally swipe things under the rugs but yeah i think it's it's so important to have the awareness so that you can ask those questions and then for myself like i need to rest so much leading up to my winter mm-hmm. and i've realized i have to tell my husband hey i know it's like you just got home from work but I am about to fall over. Like I cannot go any longer. And if I do, that's when I start to get my migraines um, on my period because I'm pushing myself way too much. And then these like migraines last for days and it's so extra miserable, right? So I'm like, hey, I have started taking care of myself in advance, starting planning naps in my day if that's flexible for People like naps or rest or whatever that looks like to just calm your system down and start bringing those things inwards so that you can have a successful winter that doesn't have to be so painful or other things. There's so much more that I think has come out more recently supporting the different phases, not only symptoms of an active period and just before, right? Like, up until the last couple of years, that's all I've known about is like, here's this what you could take on your period. Here's this what you could take as premenstrual symptoms, right? But like, where is the rest of the support and the nu- nutrition? And there's mm-hmm. so many more things that are coming out in regards to that that are, you know, natural to help you again in that system. Yes, it sets up the whole rest of your month if instead of powering through, you actually honor that rest. And again, like, Knowing your cycle is going to be the first step so you can plan ahead. I I mean, I'm a full-time mom. I still have to show up and be a mom. We still have to go to work. But again, it's buffering around what we have to do. Or like, it's okay if we watch another movie and I can lay down. It's okay if we order in food. It's okay if the dishes don't get done for two more days. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I can opt out of some of those things. And Like the world does not fall apart if I don't actually show up in my ovulation energy every single day. It it doesn't fall apart. (laughs) And everybody, the more that I've done this, like it's awesome because everybody's been willing to like meet me where I'm at. And it gives other people that opportunity to meet me where I'm at too. Mm -hmm. And this is, I know that it's challenging because again, like people who are perfectionists or like high achievers, 
or, you know, just have a high demand life like we all do. Right. We all have a lot going on. I actually I didn't mention this before, but I have a period self-care subscription box to help people start welcoming their period and give them the permission to connect with their body at this time, take the time to rest and do something supportive instead of like, you know, powering through it. And this is a a box that'll show up at your door every single like month to prepare you to look forward to your period. So instead of like, oh, it's here again, you're like, oh, good. My period's here. That gives me permission to rest. And I've got this box of supportive items that remind me that it's okay to take time to let everything fall away for even if it's an hour, even if it's 10 minutes, even if it's two days, whatever you've got available for you, that cycle is going to be better every time than powering through it. So I love this box because it really helps menstruators start rewriting the cultural script that we've all absorbed that periods are awful they're painful that's just how they are we ignore them power through them instead welcome them use them as an a really awesome rest and recharge opportunity and self-connection and self-nurture moment and that again will really help set up the whole rest of your month to be more in tune with your cycle and better able to avoid burnout and work with your capacities and just like have so much more self-compassion, which everybody needs. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I'm sure people are like, how do I get connected with Elizabeth to figure out how I can work with her and just learn more, get curious? Yes. So if you go to my website, it's myclubred.com. I actually have a free download there that's a menstruality magazine that I wrote that will tell you about these four seasons and show you how to track your cycle. So this is the first place to start. It'll help make all of this that maybe was a little bit, you know, fire hose of information. It's a, a download that you can keep, you could print out, you could do whatever you want with it, but refer to it often so you get used to like, you know, you don't have to just listen to this podcast episode and hope you can go on your merry way. But go to my website, myclubred.com, download your free menstruality magazine, and that will help you really start putting this into practice so that you can immediately start seeing these really huge benefits from living more in tune with your cycle. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being here today. It was a pleasure talking all about cycles. Yes, thank you so much. Wow. I loved listening to this episode again as I went to edit it. I loved talking with Elizabeth Tidwell all about the different seasons within your cycle. I hope this opened up your mind and your world to give yourself a little bit more grace and step into that additional awareness of how you're acting and interacting within your different cycles and where you perform at your best and where you need to prioritize some additional rest as well. Don't forget to check out myclubred.com to check out everything great that Elizabeth has to offer. And again, don't forget to join the free community where you can connect with other people who are also wanting to grow in their careers and get all of the access to my free content to help you get promoted at work. All right, until next time, we'll see you later.